Hello, everybody. This is Keith Music Man Handelek with the Final on Vinyl podcast, and today we are with instrumental New Age artist Brian Hagen. How are you doing, Brian? Pretty good. How are you, Keith? I'm great. Glad to have you on board today. Glad to be here. And I just uh, had listened to your upcoming album in the mid in mid February. It's going to be released called Portraits, and uh, have a review ready to go. Go and. Uh, I was very impressed by how tasteful it was with the piano and uh, how it made me feel, you know. Um, with well, 15 thanks. tracks, quite a lot of tracks there, of course. Yes, I, uh, you're very welcome, and I appreciate the music. So, well, um, thanks. What was your uh, process leading up to this, this album, Brian? Um, with 15 tracks, that's a lot of music, and... Uh, wondering what your process was and how long it took you to, to get it together and what was some of your inspiration? Well, the process was, it started with the idea that I wanted to do something of a departure from my previous albums because on those three albums, I did a combination of some really old material, including stuff that I wrote way back in college days and some classical music to kind of round it out. And for this album, I wanted to break away and do something, I guess I thought of as uh, straight from the heart. Everything's going to be more current. Some of them may be a few years old, but not that old. But everything's going to be straight from the heart and no classical. Everything's going to be original. And I'm just going to write from the heart so that the origins were right from whatever I felt like doing and combining that with whatever the craftsmanship was necessary to get them within about a three-minute to six-minute time frame, and I spent a lot of time on the arrangements. Ah, so okay. it started by being just I, just, I didn't really start out with any kind of theme. I just wanted to write whatever I felt about certain things and see how it turned out. Okay. So, so what I did is I just kept writing down themes every time one would occur to me, and I just kept a notebook over the last two years or so, and... Actually, I got over 90 new songs, and I just called a whole bunch of them for the first one. And I, th- I thought I wanted ones that would go together, and I wanted to have kind of an emotional contour that starts out with uh, um, kind of a more light-sided things emotionally so people didn't turn it off at the first track. And then I wanted to go into the darker regions in the middle and then end with a more a light side so that people wouldn't end with uh, with the downside. So that was kind of a general idea for the shape emotionally of the album, kind of like a, a peak and then a, a trough and then a peak at the end. So that was the, the only real overarching idea I had to begin with, and I just kind of worked out the process as I went. So like an emotional flow of things. Is what yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have 90 songs in the can? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just turn down the tap and let things flow. <laughs> I guess. Boy, it's impressive. How long did it take you to get together 90 songs? That's incredibly... Uh, about three years. Oh, okay. So yeah. enough material for sel- several albums, I would say, right? Uh, hopefully, yes. That's what I'm hoping for, yes. What's your goal? To put one out every year? Or you have a different schedule? Well, I think that would be a little faster pace than I want. Um I got to see how things go. I don't have an unlimited budget, so I have to recoup some of the expenses I made for the first one before I venture out on the second one. So that's part of the determining oh. factor. I suppose if I was rich, it wouldn't make any difference, but uh, uh, I have to go as, uh, with what I have. So I really okay. wanted to see how this goes. Yes. 
so do you have a, a day job like a lot of us have along with doing this, or is this your main focus? This is my main focus. I'm, I'm also involved with submitting my music for licensing. So I'm oh. really concentrating a lot on that. Uh, um, I'm registered with a couple of licensing companies. I, I, I checked out a lot of them, and I settled on two of them that I submit everything with. And I have a lot of unpublished material that I've, that I've submitted to them that's really not so much suitable for the airwaves as it would be more suitable for commercial use. So I'm really busy with that. So movie soundtracks, things like that, or is there another genre that you aim for? Well, I'm I'm aiming for whatever I think they can use, uh, so-called industrials, or ad spots, or background music for restaurants. Uh, I, I, for the last 12 years, I performed at a fine restaurant in town, and I, I have a really good relationship with them. So, I'd like to they have some of the music targeted toward things like background music for shopping malls, doctors' offices, uh, um, cafes, restaurants, overhead things like that. So that's so kind of Muzak? the main focus. Are we talking oh, well, about music? <laughs> hopefully a little bit better than music. <laughs> <laughs> Although one of my idols, Fats Waller, actually got his start working for a company that preceded music. So, yeah, he went pretty Isn't far that with right? that. Piano mm-hmm. player, right? Fats? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, yeah, uh, he started out doing instrumentals for a company that later turned into music. <laughs> I'll be darned. I didn't know yeah. that. Ancient history. So, don't really have any idea what people's age are when I talk to them, Brian, but um, what were some of the things you listened to growing up and who would you say were or are um, your main influences for wanting to play the piano when you started? Well, I took the classical musicians real soon. As soon as I started taking piano lessons when I was five, and I really, unlike a lot of kids that uh, don't really fancy classical very much, I really got uh, impressed very early, at early age by all the great classical uh, composers, Haydn, Beethoven, Mozart, Schubert, uh, Schumann, all of them, Mendelssohn. So I liked them a lot. And when I was in eighth grade, our teacher, one of our teachers, uh, decided to form a, an 18-piece jazz big band after school. And I, I, got the, uh, I was fortunate enough to get the chance to be the piano player for that group. And that's where I got introduced to the music of Duke Ellington, Count Basie, and all those big band greats. And it really made a big impression on me how happy a lot of that music is. Hmm. The energy that's, of the music of the big bands was great. I agree. I mean, that's a logical progression, too, from classical to jazz. And from that, you probably jumped off of that and went in a different direction as well, right? Yeah, I lived in the Chicago suburbs for a while and played with a bunch of different rock bands, and I can't say any of them are uh, public knowledge, but that was mainly for, for the experience of it. So I kind of, I kind of, uh, I got some experience playing in, in you know, bars and nightclubs with, with rock bands and things, and that was fun for a while. So, so how many full, um, fully recorded albums do you have out right now? Well, not counting the one coming up, I have uh, three full-length albums. Okay. Yeah. The first one was all classical, and the second one was kind of a mixture of a whole bunch of styles. And the, the, the most recent one back in 2017 was a combination of some classical and a whole bunch of more recent originals that I, I really wanted to, uh, to put a bit of an original stamp on it. Okay. Yeah. So, so beyond classical, what are some of your favorite rock acts, blues, jazz? What are some of the people that really perked your ears and you wanted to emulate? 
Well, this uh, the answer to that is a far cry from what I'm doing right now. But when I was in high school, I discovered those hard rock bands, particularly key, three keyboard players jump into mind. Of course, Keith Emerson and John Lord of Deep Purple. Mm-hmm. And later on in college, I found when I when somebody introduced me to Genesis, Tony Banks always Tony Banks's keyboard playing always impressed me. And also, I got to throw in Rick Wakeman from Yes. Oh yeah, got to count Rick uh, Rick and for for everybody. I think I, I've seen him a few <laughs> times. I actually, went to his more grumpier old man tour there a few months back, and uh, pretty amazing guy, funny too. Yeah, after all these years, I thought he was this lofty guy with a lot of uh, poetic inspiration. And then you see an interview with him, and he's he's like some dude you're just chatting with. Yeah, exactly. And actually, yeah. I, I had the opportunity. I interviewed him when he put out his uh, album, Red Planet. Oh, I bet that was an interesting experience. It was. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. and uh, Very, very good album, too. So. Yeah. So... Um, where do you go from here? You know, what's the stepping off point once the new album comes out and, and it's released, uh, Portraits? Mm-hmm. Are you going to tour or are you going to stay away from touring because of because of the uh, COVID or what are you going to do? Well, COVID's definitely put a damper on things. I would only really consider a tour if I thought it was profitable. I wouldn't want to lose money on it. Um, at the moment, I don't have any uh, any plans for touring unless 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 it proves to you know if it looks like it's going to be real beneficial. Um, I don't I, I don't have any plans for it. Now my plans are really to continue to develop the other pieces that I have and kind of an early versions of the next album whenever that's going to be because I want the next album to be just like this one where I took plenty of time to produce it. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of rewrites. Always, I mean, I, I've got three. I've got three ring binders with uh, lots and lots of rewrites and rearrangements. I really did a lot of work to, to, to put craftsmanship in as best I could. So you do it all yourself. Yes. Yeah. And then you send it out for mastering and all that. Or? Well, for I, I have the recording done in a pro studio uh, here in town. Well, actually, it's in Madison, which is about a ten-minute drive away. It's a really great pro, pro studio. They have a great Yamaha C5 piano. So I, I do my piano, all my piano recordings there, and then they do the mastering. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you always enjoy that process? I mean, with having that many songs, you must be constantly crafting these songs while everything else is I'm always busy working on them. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I noticed about the great classical composers is they can take little dinky tiny melodies and it would seem trivial by themselves. And then they, by way of their ability to to start with something and keep working with it, they really make something a lot bigger out of it. You know, like the big example of Beethoven's Symphony Number no. Five having that four-note motif, da 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 da, you know, and and turning that into a whole symphony. I mean, I've noticed that over the years with classical composers, they take something so small. And, and and basic to begin with, and by the way they develop it, they really make it into something a lot more. So I like to keep that in mind. That's pure genius, as far as I'm concerned. That's the way I would look at that. What do you the, think? The, well, I think those guys lived on another plane than the rest of us. <laughs> but it doesn't mean yeah. I can't be inspired by them. I mean, I don't I don't claim to follow in anybody's footsteps, but I like I like to know who inspires me. So, do you have any favorite vinyl that you like to listen to? Hmm, vinyl. Um, mm. Well, this is really going to date me, but Art Tatum, probably Art Tatum and Oscar Peterson are the most. Ah, okay. Yeah. I love them very well. Yeah. 
Oscar being a great piano player. Um, yeah. Well, Art Tatum, what did he play? Uh, Art Tatum was... Uh, kind of Art, Oscar Peterson kind of uh, picked up where Art Tatum left off. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what Art played. But. Yeah, and piano. Mm-hmm. Always piano, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't play any of the instruments, so that's, that's kind of like that. So a, a lot of a lot of the more a lot of the more recent jazz players too, like particularly Herbie Hancock and Bill Evans, they had they've had a big influence on me for a long time. Particularly Bill Evans with the way he, uh, with just his sound, the way he t- he's, uh, he's almost like a Debussy of, of jazz, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's held very uh, high in, in regards mm-hmm. to players and uh, other people I've interviewed have spoken his name as well. So yeah, I get that. Do you like any of the fusion jazz that's out there? Like, remember? Do you remember when Chick Corea had his super group? Oh yeah, the uh, what's Electric Band? I think he called it. Um, Something like forever. that. Return of oh yeah, Return of Forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those groups were great. Spyro Gyra, Tom Schumann. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. So, um, I'm just thinking out loud here about different things that I like to ask. The one thing that I didn't ask you yet is when did you start playing piano? I mean, did your parents say you're going to take piano lessons? Or are you, are you the one that came to them and said, I want to play? Well, I wouldn't leave the piano alone. So, they did, I had to talk them into it. They didn't have to talk me into it. <laughs> oh, is yeah, that right? I, yeah. Yeah, I was just figuring stuff out on the piano at four years old. I kept figuring figuring things out that I heard songs or if I heard something. Really? Like, yeah, like a cartoon program. I wanted to know. Um, I'd listen to a little, little fragment of an alien and go pick up a, pick it out on the piano. So they said, they said this kid needs piano lessons. <laughs> so you weren't using music, sheet music. You were just trying to pick it apart. Mm-hmm. By ear, yeah. Uh, see, I have. No idea how people do that. And at four years old, you were doing that? Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow. You were born to do it then, as far as well, I'm concerned. I, you start that young. <laughs> well, I was, I was born to have the interest, that's for sure. <laughs> it's been something I always, I always did because it's just part of who I am, I guess. So is there any newer up-and-coming artists that you'd like to share with the audience today that they might want to listen to that are similar to you or within that realm that I, I call it new age contemporary instrumental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and with that foundation of classical as a jumping off point, and then you just kind of open it up from there. Um, yeah. I see a lot of that coming in, you know, that's, that's the way I see it. I, that doesn't mean that that's right. It's just mm-hmm. my opinion and, and how I perceive it. But um, how, how would you look at that as far as, people coming into music the past three to five years. Is there anybody in particular that really caught your ear? Well, are you referring strictly to newcomers, or would you consider people who have been around for longer than that? I would say newer artists that have popped up all of a sudden that are really impressing people. So um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't really have an answer for that, because I don't know how long people have, certain people have been around. So typically, people like yourself don't sit around and listen to music because you're always making it, right? 
<laughs> well, there are only so many hours in a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you were to choose one record, if you could sit down for a few hours and listen to music and you had one record to choose, which one would it be? You mean just for listening enjoyment? Yeah. Well, I have to go back to Art Tatum, even though you uh, you said you're not sure. He um, he's in uh, the mid 1950s. He uh, in three recording sessions, he sat down and recorded 179 sides flawlessly. 179 tracks in three recording sessions. What? With, uh, yeah, all, all his own arrangement of other people's songs, and it's just phenomenal listening. And what I get out of him, this, there's an old joke among piano players: if you can't sound, if you can't be as good as Art Tatum, don't worry about it. Nobody else can. So <laughs> nobody else can do what he did. I mean, some people can come close, but they can't. But what 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 intrigues me when I listen to his music repeatedly, uh, uh, it, it's the way he approached it. He could take a simple song and uh, turn it into a a work of art far beyond what the original composer intended. He could take even songs that were silly, like uh, flops from Broadway that people have long since forgotten. I mean, the, the plays aren't produced anymore. But he would take something that was obscure and bring it into the spotlight just because he liked the song. And it would become totally brand new arrangement on his fingers and the real kicker is that he was improvising a lot of it. And it's just to me that's yeah. sheer genius when I hear somebody doing that. Well true, just like you talked about uh the classical greats that would take a very um basic song and turn it into a, a total presentation you right. know, for art for an orchestra to play so right that that, that side note of, of art tatum is amazing i never knew that that's he has to be from another planet to be able to do something like that oh my god yeah a lot of people think he came from mars or something and they say it in a complimentary <laughs> way but uh i like to think of it as this I, somebody told me a while ago a phrase that caught really caught me they call it harnessing the imagination hmm it's yeah. like you you got imagination that might run wild from sometimes but if you can if you can harness it and 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 keep it under control and and and, and uh, use it without um, squishing it, without uh, uh, reducing the life out of it. I mean, there's a lot, that I think, that can be gained by that. Magic happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, it can, <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, it's been a pleasure to speak to you today. and uh, As well. Hope, hope we get to talk again. I look forward to getting that review out there and promoting that for you. And... Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for calling, Keith. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.